We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Ah, yes, one of our favorite segments of the week at the Talk Football with the offensive guru, the offensive coordinator of Russell and Medhurst here on the Team 980, our man Jay Gruden. Jay, appreciate you taking some time for us. Hope you enjoyed the weekend. How are you, sir? Good morning. Everything is good. I'm doing great. Get ready to play golf this afternoon. Not a boy, Jay. Hit him straight, baby. Hit him straight. Not like Brett Maher, you know? (laughs) Yeah, that was crazy. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I mean, (laughs) just like, I'm sorry. I know the guy was really good during the regular season, but if I'm Mike McCarthy, I mean, Jay, I like, I'm too, I'll admit, I'm. I'm on place kickers like you and your brother have always been on quarterbacks or maybe your brother more than you. Uh, I'm really hard on place kickers. I got it. It's not easy. But it's a 35-year-old. Like, after he misses the first one, I don't care what he's done all year. His ass would be on the bench. I can't take it. And then he misses again and again and again. And Mike McCarthy's like, what the bleep do you want me to do? <laughs> that's a, that's tough. He's been a good kicker all year. You just gotta, you know, you don't want to bring in a new guy to playoffs and have that pressure. So I know maybe he got it out of his system. Who knows? I mean, Jay, that is such a unique skill, though, as you know. And at this point, look, if this was week three, by all means, you bring two or three guys in just to have a look, see, just so Mar kind of maybe refocuses in practice. But there's no way in hell you can bring somebody in here at this point unless you get an injury, right? Yeah, exactly right. You got to have a kicking competition, and uh, you got to get used to the holder, the snapper. It's it's uh, a lot more intricate than it seems, and uh, it'd be it'd be in their best interest to keep Mar for the rest of the year. Hopefully, he gets better. Yeah. Well, I mean, at least he made his last one for whatever that's worth. But he had missed uh, one against the Commanders and four straight to start last night. Just unbelievable. And that might be, I mean, as good of a win as that was for Dallas, and let's start there, obviously, uh, was that the best game, A, that you remember seeing Prescott, or was there another game maybe against you guys? I'm trying to think of a game that he was really, really great against you guys, and I can't remember one, but maybe I'm missing it. Uh, and, and, And B, what does that say about McCarthy? Because I made the point, 
on Twitter last night, for whatever this is worth, oh, you know, back off of McCarthy. I mean, he gets a lot of criticism, maybe because of the way things ended with Aaron, maybe because Dallas hasn't put it all together in the playoffs. That's a road playoff win against Tom freaking Brady. I know the Bucks aren't that good. It's still a road playoff win, and it was a demolition derby. Yeah, you're right. That's a great win, um, no matter how you slice it. I think the pressure on McCarthy's always been they, – they've always been overhyped. The Dallas Cowboys have been overhyped for the last 25 years, 30 years probably, you know, before the season. They got this, they got this. They're preseason Super Bowl picks. And, and they're really, roster-wise, they're not that great in comparison to the rest of the league, the upper echelon of the teams. Um, they have their issues, but I think McCarthy's done a great job to get them in this position. And anytime you get a playoff win, it's a great tribute to the coaching staff and the players. Jay, for Dak, though, and obviously you've coached the position, you've played the position. The guy had maybe his worst outing as a pro last week uh, and then comes back and just has uh, an exceptional outing uh, last night. Is there is you know what what is that week like for the coaching staff and the player? Because I know there's a risk that you could try to overcoach uh, in that situation with a player that's certainly as established as Dak is. But what's that dynamic like? Uh, after a game like that? Because, look, nobody knows more that he played poorly than Dak Prescott did. Yeah, exactly. I think the uh, the most important thing for quarterbacks is to be mentally tough. And you're not going to be perfect every week, every drive, every series. You're going to have your ups and downs. And when you have your downs, you got to refocus and continue to be mentally tough and not uh, be timid when you go back out and play. you got to continue to be aggressive and do the things that you can do. And, and Dak is a very gifted quarterback. He's got the arm talent. He's got the legs. He's got the ability to run and move. Um, uh, so he, he's a great quarterback. Sometimes he forces the issue too much, uh, like a lot of quarterbacks do nowadays, but, uh, to overcome that lack of production the last couple of weeks and to turn it on in a most important game, like a playoff game at Tampa was a, a, a great outing for him and great for his confidence and great for the team uh, to get on a roll right now at this time. Jay Gruden with us, of course, former head coach here, longtime offensive coordinator with the Bengals and the Jaguars. We'll get to both of those teams and their wins. So what is this? Uh, oh, there's a report overnight about Byron Leftwich set to get fired. Um, I, I find it amazing. Byron Leftwich won a Super Bowl or helped their team win a Super Bowl two years ago. Uh, they averaged 30 points a game last year. They had yes, they had no running game. Yes, th- their offensive line was in shambles. I, I like I no Gronkowski, uh, Dopey AB did his thing that hurt them a year and a half ago, and still this year, uh, like to me, Byron Leftwich did not be, did not become a village idiot overnight. But yet it seems like he's going to be held accountable and. It may be with with or without Tom Brady next year. I mean, we don't know if he's going to play. We don't know if he's going to go somewhere else, stay with the Bucs. What are your feelings, if you will, in the aftermath about those two situations? Well, I think anytime you have Tom Brady and Mike Evans and Chris Godwin and, and the players that they have on offense and you average the points that they averaged, uh, they underachieved for sure on offense. Sure, it was a line play. Maybe it's a lack of tight end play without Gronkowski. Uh, but they should be better than they were this year for whatever reason they weren't. The running game was atrocious. Uh, you know, their passing game was below average, and their point production was way below average for the talent that they have, I think, in Coach Bull's mind probably. And, and I don't know behind the scenes if they butted heads or what have you, because uh, I know Byron was a head coaching candidate last year. Uh, maybe he got too big for his britches. I don't know what happened there. But I think Todd Bulls had to make a call there and, and uh, probably made the right one in his mind. Jay, when you talk about that, though, when you're dealing with a quarterback of Brady's stature, 
you know, Tom's a guy that walks in the room, says, hey, you know, I, I believe these are the concepts that we're executing best. Maybe these are the things we should lean on right now. Uh, I can't believe Byron wouldn't go along with that, so to speak, especially when the results were uh, what they were uh, in, in a situation like that. Or am I just too naive to look at that dynamic for what it is? Well, I got firsthand uh, look at Tom Brady in practice, and he was like a head coach out there. He was like an offensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. He ran the whole show when we practiced against New England. He called all the plays. He ran the walkthroughs. He did everything at the line of scrimmage. Uh, so I'm sure he had plenty of input in the game plan. And, and it's not all on Byron, don't get me wrong. But, uh, you know, I, I don't know why they decided to make a change. He's a good coordinator, won a Super Bowl, for God's sakes. But uh, Tom is very demanding of his coaching staff and the players around him to be great, to be perfect all the time. And that's what you want in a quarterback. And, and when you're not performing to his level or to what he wants or what mm-hmm. he needs, then there has to be a change. And I wonder if Tom Brady has made it known, hey, if you want me to come back, you got to move uh, away from this. Who knows? Yeah, that, um, could, that could be part of it too. Absolutely. And you could still risk not getting Tom Brady back, even if you want to go. Maybe they could trade for Lamar Jackson when he gets franchised and traded out of Baltimore. Um, all right, before uh, before we get to that, we were talking before you joined us about Kirk and the Vikings losing to the Giants. I mean, obviously a tremendous job out of Dable. I know you liked Daniel Jones coming out. Um, you know, he has – I think it started before Dable got there. He started cutting down on his turnovers. But Dable obviously has helped him tremendously. But – the story, the big national story, is once again Kirk Cousins fails when he has to have it. Jay, I went back, you know, live. I I wasn't sure what happened. I, you know, I only saw it live. I didn't see a, a real good replay. Dexter Lawrence is just bearing down on him and about to wallop him as he releases and throws. I know he's short. I know it's a bad optic. But what is – is Kirk just supposed to throw one up to Justin Jefferson 20 yards down the field even though he's blanketed in that spot? What is he supposed to do from a coaching perspective? Well, he made the same throw against Buffalo, and Justin Jefferson went up with one hand and caught it between four guys or whatever. <laughs> so maybe that's what he was supposed to do. Obviously, that would have been a better uh, opportunity to get the first down than, than what actually happened. But you're right. The defensive end, uh, Lawrence, was right about to kill him. And I think the the clock in his head ran out. He figured he had to get rid of the ball. He couldn't take a sack in that situation. He thought dumping it off to Hawkinson uh, would be a better option than taking a sack or trying to get his feet right to throw the ball deep enough to Justin Jefferson. He really wasn't in a position with his body in the pocket at that time to launch it like he uh, did against Buffalo. So I think his only option was to throw it to Hawkinson at that time with the pressure. Jay, let's talk about the guy on the other side of the field. Um, You know, as you know in this league, sometimes – Coaching matters, and sometimes the chemistry between coach and player just clicks. It certainly appears is after some early season struggles where Brian Dable publicly came out and and chastised his quarterback, it appears as if that chemistry has developed there uh, with the New York Giants, the staff, Brian, and Daniel Jones, because I think we've seen a terrific transformation uh, of the quarterback. And, yes, yeah, certainly we make a lot about – how he's run the football in key situations for them. But, Jay, there's no doubt his accuracy, his decision-making, a lot of that has really taken a step forward to be much more consistent uh, this year. And uh, certainly we've seen that in key times, uh, especially in the playoff victory uh, the other day. 
Yeah, for sure. And you got to credit Coach Dayball and uh, and and Jones because you know it's their first year together. They're getting to know each other. They're starting to see the game through the same uh, lens. Uh, so that's important as well. And and Daniel's really flourishing under this system. He's able to get outside the pocket. They got quarterback designed runs when there's nothing there. He's taking off and using his athletic ability, which is very good, by the way. I mean, I, nobody really could tell you that Daniel Jones is this good of an athlete uh, watching him at Duke. Um, this guy is a really good athlete, and they're designing runs for him. He's going through his progressions, and I think they're seeing the game the same way, which is very critical for an offensive coach and a quarterback to do. Jay, you were in a position to evaluate him at that point. How different is he now than the player you all evaluated, uh, you know, working for Coach Cutcliffe at Duke? Well, he did have some athletic plays. I, I don't mean he didn't look athletic. He had some 70-yard runs. I remember at Duke, he ran the ball, which, which really – was why I liked him because if you don't have a quarterback that's as experienced or uh, can see the throws, go through all the concepts, handle all the protections early in his career, you got to got to you got to have a guy that can run and make some things happen with his legs, and that's what he can do. And, and then I figured that the the process of reading defenses and going through protections and going through his progressions and being accurate and on time and attacking coverages, he'd get there there through time, and, and it takes a lot of time for these young quarterbacks. People don't. Uh, understand how hard it is to play quarterback and how repetition is king. And the more reps you get, the better you're going to be and the more accurate you're going to be. And, and the more you see defenses, the more you get to go to the ball, go go to with the ball, who to throw it to is, is critical. And, and Daniel is just progressing at a great rate right now. He's a young quarterback, very athletic, and he he's going to get a lot of money now. No doubt about that. I, you know, I don't, I don't know. Like there was, a, we talked about this last week. I reported he wanted four years, forty-five million. I don't know if I would pay him that much, but I mean, he's made himself a ton of dough. No doubt about it. Jay Gruden with us, touchdown at ten, as he is uh, normally on Mondays, but because we were off yesterday, Jay, nice enough to join us uh, today. Uh, let's get to the Bengals and the Ravens. That game was, I think. Closer than most people thought. Uh, I mean, really swung on the Tyler Huntley, Sam Hubbard play return. Pete and I were talking about this earlier. Pete's contention was, you know, that where that ball was spotted, not exactly the smartest idea to run a quarterback leap, sneak, whatever you want to call it. It obviously turns into disaster for Baltimore. J.K. Dobbins really upset, presumably, uh, at the O.C., Greg Roman. What do you make out of all that, and how do you think that's going to spin forward, especially with all this Lamar stuff going around? Yeah, I agree with everything that uh, was said. I think Chris Collinsworth hit it right on the head. I think they were too far to do a leap. I think they had the guys in position to push the pile. I think Huntley should have stayed down and let the the people behind them push him in like people do. Uh, if it's at the one foot line or the one year one inch line or whatever, then the leap is okay. Dexter Lawrence, or, uh, uh, Lawrence did it with the Jaguars, but it was more of a, a spread formation. He just leaped in there from the like one yard line, but they're about the one and a half, and that's a tough leap. That's a long leap, and the ball's in the air for too long and. And obviously Cincinnati made a great play getting out of there. But, you know, it, it's tough uh, for a coordinator. You know, you probably didn't teach the leap. Uh, they probably said quarterback sneak, and he probably leaped on his own. Drew Brees <laughs> did it a lot of times. He was very successful with it. Uh, I never was a fan of the leap just because of that. The risk was not worth the reward, in my opinion. I like the just the traditional get down and follow your guard and, and go that way and let the people push you in. But uh, what a way to lose. I mean, Cincinnati's got some issues with the offensive line moving forward. Um, I don't know how, mm. how, how they're going to be uh, moving forward, but uh, that's a great win for the Bengal organization. Yeah, Jonah Williams with a dislocated kneecap there, left tackle. Jay, for Tyler Huntley mechanically, 
has a decidedly overhand throwing mechanic where the nose of the ball seems to come down quickly a lot. Is is he a guy that you could see, you know, translating into a full-time starter, or is, is that a guy that, it, at least right now in your mind, uh, is strictly a backup quarterback uh, in the league? Because if Lamar does uh, vacate the premises there in Baltimore, I'm assuming Huntley, at least on the surface, is probably the first guy they turn to. Yeah, I don't think he's ready to be a full-time starter, in my opinion. I know he's got a lot of starts and had some success, but if you look at the overall record with uh, Lamar in the game and Lamar out of the game, it's pretty different, significantly yeah, different. Not even close. And it's for a reason. Yeah, it's not even close. So uh, he's not ready yet, but uh, you know, I think a lot depends on how he does in practice and handle. He's still a young kid and growing, but the way he throws the ball, you're exactly right. I don't think he'll ever translate into a, a good passing downfield quarterback. He's going to have to rely on his legs and his athleticism. Uh, not as good a passer as Lamar, uh, for sure, but uh, they're going to have to find another guy, in my opinion, if Lamar leaves. Jay, normally I'm really hard on Brandon Staley. I think he's reckless. Uh, I understand you have to be aggressive, but I think he's reckless, and I think there's a difference between reckless and a bad coach, whatever. I give him credit for getting his team, a lot of injuries to the playoffs, two up a 27 nothing. You are still in the Jacksonville area. Uh, you coached there, obviously, a couple of years ago before the Urban Meyer fiasco. You've coached against Doug Peterson. You know how good he is, Trevor Lawrence, all that. Where does the blame reside in your eyes for what happened in Jacksonville on Saturday night? Well, I think the turning point in that game was the third and one when San Diego had the ball, or L.A., whatever their name is. <laughs> they had the ball, and they tried that jet sweep. Yeah. Uh, which which they fumbled and then they punted back to Jacksonville. Jacksonville got that big touchdown at the end of the half. So I think if Sandy, if the Chargers just hold on to the ball, get three points, and make it thirty nothing halftime, the game's over. But they gave they gave the Jaguars a little bit of hope moving into halftime, and they came out, and got a big stop to start the third quarter, and then put it in, and there the game was on. And uh, and say, and the Chargers could never recover. And the and the Jags have done a great job of revamping the roster. You talk about the first pick in the draft with Trevor Lawrence. They got three new receivers: Zay, Zay Jones, Marvin Jones, and, and Christian Kirk. They got a new tight end. Uh, uh, he's doing a great job. Uh, the back is exceptional. He's new, so they have totally revamped their defense and their offense with personnel, and that's been the key to the success. And obviously, Coach Peterson's done a great job. Jay, you so talk- you're saying there's a chance, yeah. Jay? <laughs> yeah, I mean that's that's the key. I mean that's what you can do in the off season. People think it's a it's a five year process. Yeah. But the Jaguars have done it in two, uh, really, um, and and, uh, and they're right there, and they're going to give Kansas City fits, I think. Jay, what is it about? And obviously, you mentioned all the skilled people that Jacksonville went out and has acquired. What is it about Doug and the concepts that he has that makes him and makes his offense so effective? Obviously, with the right skill people to execute it. Yeah, he's he's balanced. He's very effective in what he does. You have to be respectful of the run. ETM rush for over 100 yards. That's number one. And then he has great downfield concepts. He has a quick game. He has uh, some downfield concepts that are good. He has guys that can run, which is very important. He has guys in the slot can, that can hurt you, the tight end, and obviously Christian Kirk. Uh, the outside receivers aren't great, but they're solid enough to get down the field and make plays down the field. So they have a great combination, and they can hurt you a lot of different ways. You know, these teams that are just one-dimensional, they don't have a chance when you take away the one dimension. The Jags, on the other hand, they are multidimensional. If you take away the run, they're good enough to throw it. If you take away the throwing game, they're good enough to run it. And that's that's the key to being a successful offense, in my opinion. Uh, Jay, before we run out of time here, 
I was impressed by what Miami was able to do with Skylar Thompson and on the road against Buffalo. And I know Buffalo's defense way different without Von Miller. You know, they lost Micah Hyde earlier in the year. Obviously, everything that happened with DeMar Hamlin, they're clearly not the same defense. But Miami to hang in there, but yet McDaniel at the end, obviously all sorts of play calling issues, time, game clock management, killed them on that fourth down. How do you... Mike said, and and you know how smart Mike is, um, you know, he's highly, highly, highly regarded. How do you fix something like, I I guess, the challenge of getting play calls in and personnel and and, and whether it's a fourth down or a first down and the chart that you use at all? How do you get better at that? Well, I think the biggest issue was somebody in the press box told him they had a first down, and he probably had a a different call uh, for first and ten as opposed to fourth and inches. And then when he found out it was fourth and inches, he tried to scramble and get the right personnel in there, and they were late, and they got to delay a game. And they had no timeouts left. So that's very key to make sure you got the down and distance correct before you make a play call. You know what I mean? So that was issue number one. That's easy to fix. That guy in the press box is probably going to have a long offseason. I told him it was a first down. <laughs> and, and, and that's happened to me before. That, that's tough because on the sidelines, sometimes you're, you're relying. What is it? It's first down, coach. Okay, yeah. let's go uh, 11 personnel. Let's go two jet three. You know what I mean? Who, then, who, no, who, who used to do that? Who used to do that for you here? Was it was it uh, was I had it Chris O'Hara up there? He was, he was good at it. And uh, wait, you know, who, who was that? Guy up there. Who was that? Chris O'Hara. He's oh, okay. A, Chris O'Hara. He, he's a quarterback. Okay. quarterback coach for the Vikings now. So, gotcha. Yeah, that's a that's an important role. I did it for my brother for seven years, and it's mm. a lot of pressure. You know, there's no there's no reward for that. It's only it's only getting yelled at if you screw up, and I screwed up a couple times. You know, it's, <laughs> it's, it's hard. I used to yell at John. It's like, John, you're standing right there. You can tell how far it is. <laughs> well, I mean, Jay, you think about it, though. I mean, in that particular situation, clock's moving, and there's a lot less of it, so you can't waste any time uh, as as that's happening. So it's a, it's a chaotic yeah. time, and, and you know, sometimes all of a sudden the umpire moves that ball back, and then you're like, yeah. oh, my gosh. You know, uh, that's yeah, a huge exactly difference. Right. A that huge... happens. Now, the other, the other delay games and the timeouts they used in the fourth quarter were inexcusable. Right. They, it happened like three or four times before that. That's when I was going crazy. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it, it, it's tough, you know, when you get the wrong down and distance call when you're getting ready to call a play. Jay, he did. Mike did the right thing too, didn't he? Just having Thompson just try to go throw haymakers there, because if you try to run Jeff Wilson twenty-five times, you lose twenty-four-three, and it's kind of a ho-hum, nondescript game. He at least gave himself a chance to win, despite his quarterback having twenty-seven incomplete passes. Yeah. And if Jalen Waddle can catch the ball, I mean, Jay, who knows? I mean, they, yeah. They, I mean, they got the turnovers in the first yeah. half. Josh Allen didn't play exceptionally well in the first half. They turned the ball over, and then they got the scoop score to start the third quarter. And 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 the way you attack Buffalo, I think, is throwing the ball. They don't have a pass rush right now. Skyler had a lot of time to throw it. If they catch the ball, I think they were talking a different thing uh, today. Um, and I think moving forward, the good thing about Cincinnati, if they can't protect, well, Buffalo can't rush, so it should be a good game. Uh, Jay, one last thing before we let you go. Appreciate, uh, of course, you uh, spending uh, you know all the time that you do with us. Um, Commanders looking for an offensive coordinator. Uh, they're talking apparently to Daryl Bevel, uh, also to Pat Shermer. I guess we'll leave it at those two guys. There's other candidates in the mix. Uh, do you what, thoughts just in general on those two names and what you know about them? Yeah, I mean, Coach Shermer's done it for a long time. You know, I just don't know where he's been the last couple of years. Uh, and uh, obviously, Daryl Bevel uh, coached in the Super Bowl and was at Jacksonville for a little while. And 
he's done some good things. You know, I just – I don't know how much of an upgrade that is over Scott Turner. I know they're all three good coaches, but, you know, whoever you get, um, it's going to be the quarterback issue, number one, moving forward, and, and however they address that, uh, the, the coordinator's got to do a good job of, of making his presence known and making it comfortable for the quarterback. And, and all three of those guys are good quarterback uh, coaches. Jay, we're getting some shuffling. Is the phone ringing at all? No, heck no. <laughs> Jay, you told us you're too we old. Try, I'm man. washed up. I'm we washed up, yeah. man. I'm washed up. See, see, you you keep acting like you're 75 years old, for crying out loud. What are you, 50? 52? I'm 55. I'm 55. 55. All right. Dude, you're a spring chicken in coaching. I know. I mean, you're young and in charge. I've been playing a lot of golf. I'm kind of enjoying this golf course life. But, Jay, uh, you, Jay know, you once phone rings, I'll answer it, but my phone's not ringing. Jay, you once told me uh, that you didn't like to play golf. <laughs> I lied. <laughs> <laughs> yes! We got to get you on the senior tour, Hall, so you can make some cash out there while hitting that little white ball around. Hit <laughs> him, boy, yeah, Jay. Right. Hit, Hit him straight. Jay, appreciate you, pal. Right. Have a great week. You got it. You got a Jay Gruden joining us here on the Team 980. And, of course, streaming live for free on the Odyssey app. Can I tell you a quick little inside story? When Jay went to Jacksonville, I said, you know, this is a great spot for Jay. I wrote this in SI.com or whatever. I said, this is a great spot for Jay. I said, you know, uh, Urban Meyer, uh, not Urban Meyer, um, uh, you know, Coach, uh, who the hell was that? Doug Marone. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, like they've got some talent, you know, whatever. It didn't turn out to be. But I wrote, I said, you know, Jay in Jacksonville. I said, he's going to love it down there. He can play golf all he wants. And he he texts me. He goes, no, Chris. He goes, I don't play golf as much as you think I play golf. And I was like, well, um, well okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Spurrier did it, you right. know. I mean, listen, there's nothing wrong with playing golf. Jay can do whatever he wants, especially right. now. He's not He's not but, necessarily. But beat reporters still, like you would yeah. see him leaving the facility at like 3.30 in the afternoon. Well, it was more like okay. 6.30 no, or 7. And, and Jay would be heading for the golf course, and you'd be tracking him out there. I got Jay Gruden on the golf course at 4.30 when he should be in the facility I watching was, film. I was never doing Whoa. that. Oh. I just knew Jay had you an affinity the, for playing golf. You were the king of accountability, I man. I was never doing that. If coaches aren't in a facility, at 9.30, Rooster's no. walking around the parking lot to make sure what assistant coaches are still at the facility at 9.30 because he was. Listen, Rooster I, was still at the facility at 9.30. Listen, here's what I know. Because he didn't want to drive from Ashburn to Fredericksburg in rush hour traffic. Here's what I know. I used to run into Shanahan all the time at like plus 10 o'clock yes. on Monday, Tuesdays, <laughs> and Wednesdays. Okay? And, and, he, oh, and he'd always man. look at me and, and he'd say, what are you doing here? And I said, well, you know, coach, I had work to do. I had a show to do. I had, you know, traffic to avoid. Got a long, you know, long drive home. Don't want to take care of the kids. Don't want to clean the dishes. I said, what are you doing here? He goes, Mondays, man. Tuesdays, man. Trying to win a football game. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to win a football game. So people with, like you with are Rex Grossman and John Beck. I mean, and Donovan McNabb, quarterbacks that were either A, lousy, or B, didn't want to play anymore. Half hour away from A.J. Perez joining us to talk about the commander's sale. We've got a chance to fit you in here in a block talking about some of these NFL playoff games from the weekend as well as the co- coordinator search here in Washington. 301-230-0980. We're, of course, streaming live for free. Take us everywhere you go on the Odyssey app. Selling a little or a lot. 
Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Does it matter to you if a new offensive coordinator, such as the likes of a Pat Shermer, has had even head coaching experience? So they've had the ultimate responsibility. They understand all of it. Because I think Shermer qualifies as a guy that, you know, at least he's been there, done that, has had the full responsibility, understands all of that. As a coordinator, I think he's been fine. And and to me, he strikes me as one of those guys that better coordinator, obviously, than head coach. So uh, from that from that standpoint, you know, he's got enough experience. But like Jay said, are they really that much different than a guy like Scott Turner? Or would you take your chances on a guy that's not been an OC before? Well, 
who as, might be just like when when all of these young wonderkins were yeah. here in Washington. I mean, here's the problem. I think Ron. Okay, first of all, the comparison thing. Jay's probably right. Overall arching point. It's not like Scott Turner is going to be so outclassed by Pat Shermer, Eric Stodesville, Daryl Bevel. Uh, uh, Jim Caldwell, all of these guys are, are, they're all fine coaches. None of them are, are huge difference makers. Trust me on that. I promise you. Okay. They are not bypassing. They're not even looking for Pete, the next big thing. They're not, they're looking for a guy with experience and a guy that has been in the booth or on the sideline and knows how to deal with crisis management, knows how to get the ball to where it's got to get to, whether it's successful or not, whether it's creative, all of that stuff, right? I truly believe and have from the start, and I think I mentioned this to you last week. Maybe I didn't. Maybe it was on the podcast. I can't remember. I think they're looking for just the opposite of what Scott was. They're not looking for the next young big thing. They're not looking for a guy that's never called plays before. They're not looking for a 33, 34, 35-year-old whiz kid who is an up-and-comer or maybe even one that had a tough go-around the first time around with Matt Rule in Carolina and Joe Brady. That's not who they're looking for. They're looking for a Daryl Bevel type. They're looking for... A Pat Shermer type, a guy who has been a head coach in at least Shermer's case, not Bevel, right? Bevel has, Mm -hmm. he wasn't a head coach even on the college level, right? No. They're looking for an experienced play caller with plenty of savvy who's seen plenty of things, who also has evolved a little bit with the time, meaning quarterback mobility, uh, you know, eye candy stuff, jet motion, all that stuff. But more importantly, they're looking for a guy who is, again, who has savvy, who has experience. And I will tell you this, out of all the names that I've heard, I, I mean, nothing against Daryl Bevel, nothing against Jim Caldwell. The one that, the only one that intrigues me, and this is not, let me be clear. I mean, technically, is, by the way, Daryl, I think, didn't Daryl take over for Meyer? Uh, didn't he coach yeah. the remainder of the season? Technically, well, I, I I think so, and that's why I I, I was. I mean, kinda, it's not really. I I was kind of hoping Jay would expand on that a yeah. little bit. Maybe we didn't do a good enough job because um, I thought that was the case, mm-hmm. but I wasn't sure. I didn't look that up. But I mean, do you really hold that against him? No, 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 no. <laughs> um, and then, I mean, saying. that happened like what with three weeks left to go in the season or whatever it was. I think but, no. I think he got like eight or nine games in. I'm no. I don't think so. Yes. Urban Meyer was fired in like week 13, Here, I want to say. Up. Hold on. Um, look it up. All right. I'm going to make my point while you look that up. Okay. All right. So here's the deal. Again, I think they're looking for just the opposite of the young whiz kid that everyone is hot on hiring, meaning the 33, 34, 35, 36 year old something, you know, 30 something young you know, coach that's on the precipice of breaking out, uh, that's got all these creative ideas. I think they're looking for exactly the opposite he's been, of, of that guy. Bevel. He's been an interim twice. Interim in Detroit and interim in Jacksonville okay. with a career mark of 2-7 and seven in those games. All right. So, so, I don't, I don't so he I, was the interim in Jacksonville the year that Jay was there, right? 21? Or no? no, that was Urban Meyer. He took over for him. Oh, oh, he took okay. over right, right and, after. Okay, that's what it was. He, but he was the offensive coordinator on that team. 
and he was the offensive coordinator in 20 on that Lions team that he took over for as an interim. He's been an offensive coordinator every year in the league since 2006 up until this year where he's been the passing game coordinator and quarterbacks coach with the Dolphins. Now, look at when healthy, when healthy, the expansion of the Miami passing game Mm -hmm. to his development Mm -hmm. when healthy. Even Skylar Thompson, who wasn't great the other day, but to your point, was firing rifles. Okay. And had, you know, even though his numbers in terms of accuracy were bad, anybody that watched that game, no, six or seven drops didn't help, including Jalen Waddle early, mm -hmm. which would have been probably, what, a 40, 50 yard strike? I I mean, it was right in his breadbasket. He's got to catch it. Right? His teams as an offensive coordinator. Mm hmm. Six and ten, eight and eight, ten and six, twelve and four, six and ten, seven and nine, eleven and five, thirteen and three, twelve and four, back to back Super Bowls, ten and six, ten five and one, nine and seven, three twelve and one in Detroit his first year, four and seven, one and four. Um won a Super Bowl in Seattle. Yeah, back to back Super Bowls in Seattle. Well won, made it to back to back. Winning Super- one and uh, and losing the other, well, obviously course, in controversial fashion. Right. And we what we don't know is was that his play call? Was his play call, we think we know, was his play call to pass in that particular spot? Was that a Russell? I I don't remember what was said after the game in terms of who blamed who. I don't know if we ever got an answer. I'm just saying, most a lot, up until recently when he got with two organizations that were struggling, like the Lions and the Jaguars, okay? Every group that he's been around for the most part has, has been reasonably successful Packers in the early 2000s 12 and 4 12 and 4 10 and 6 10 and 6 so I mean I'm just saying there's been a semblance of success surrounding him uh, as a coordinator and a coach yes all right so of the key position I'm gonna say this and then we'll get more into it on the other side and we'll take your calls too at 301-230-0980 uh, I know we haven't had a chance to do that yet. And he and I could celebrate birthdays in the same week because he's born on January 6th. I'm born January 5th. Attaboy. Uh, I'm going to say this. Out of the names that I've heard so far, out of the names that we know so far, there's one guy that intrigues me. Not that I'm, against heavily supporting. Not that I think he's going to make a huge difference. It's Pat Shermer. And I'll tell you why on the other side, because I think I have a good explanation for this. And I want to bounce it off of you, and then we'll get to the calls. All right, 301-230-0980. We'll get to your calls next. NFL playoffs, Washington sale, top of the hour. A.J. Perez, excellent coverage in front office sports. Basically right now, if you're not following him and J.P. Finley of Odyssey D.C. and NBC Sports Washington, they seem to be the two most detailed and dialed in right now. Those would be the guys I'd be following right now in terms of following this sale news. Right now, Chris tells us what's trending. All right, let's start with this. Lots of NFL news. As Pete just mentioned, J.P. Finley, 106.7 Odyssey DC, NBC4 says a commander sale expected to happen soon, maybe by March. Todd Boley, who was thought to be one of the front runners, if not the front runner, he is out, according to Finley. Jeff Bezos has not bid yet. That, according to A.J. Perez, who will join us in about 17 or 18 minutes or so. Josh Harris, currently the owner of the Devils and the 76ers, and also a D.C. area native, might be the top candidate. Meanwhile, 
while the commanders are interviewing the guy that I just talked about, Pat Shermer, for their vacant offensive coordinator position today. That first, according to Mike Garofalo of NFL Network, Washington Post first with the interest in Shermer over the weekend. John Kime of ESPN says Washington also has interest in Atlanta quarterbacks coach Charles London and Miami associate head coach and running backs coach Eric Studesville. Meanwhile, the Pewter Report saying D.C. native Byron Leftwich will be let go by the Bucks. That has not happened officially yet. We talked about that back in hour number one. And with Jay Gruden, hit the Odyssey Rewind. And the Browns hiring Jim Schwartz as their defensive coordinator. Caps with a great come-from-behind win last night, baby. On Long Island, down 3 nothing. They win it 4-3 to three in overtime and come right back home tonight for the Minnesota Wild on 106.7 The Fan and the Odyssey app. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medella, the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medella is your reward. Medella, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly, beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. First dominoes starting to fall in Los Angeles with the Chargers. Joe Lombardi, Shane Day out there. Lombardi, the OC. Which leads you to believe that Staley's back unless they somehow find a way. You know, Sean Payton probably said, you know, it's going to cost more than this steak uh, that we're eating. Hmm. Um, you know, he's already met with Chargers brass about their job, allegedly. So, well, well, no. He's met with the Texans. I know he's met with the Texans. He hadn't he's met, met with, with three the, teams. He hadn't met with the Chargers yet, right? Hold on, what? he's met with three. Um, he oh. said yesterday on Cowherd that he was going to meet with Tepper and Carolina in person in New York later he's this met week. With, he met with Houston last night. He's met with Denver. He, he's admitted to meeting with right. three teams. Hold on, pull up the story now. Uh, he wouldn't have met with the Chargers when they were in the playoffs. No, he said uh, Panthers, Broncos, Texans, his teams he's already had contact with. Right. So 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 the way it goes, he said on Cowherd's show yesterday that he was again meeting Tepper in New York later this now he didn't this is why coaches are always so coy. He gave that information. He talked about the Houston situation and how well and how he knew a bunch of people in Houston, Casario, the ownership group from mutual joint practices and whatnot when he was with the Saints. Pete, he had the opportunity to say, you know what? I'm I'm because Cowherd's like the interview process starts tomorrow, right? He's like, yeah, you know, uh, he had the opportunity 
right then and there to say, you know what, I'm meeting with the Texans virtually tonight. Or they were coming out to L.A. Yeah. And he didn't. Right. Because I, I was listening very closely Breer, to Breer see what he would say. reported last month, by the way, that Peyton um, has been living in Southern California mm-hmm. because he's been working for Fox. He suggested that if the Chargers do not make a change, he may be inclined to return to Fox in 2023. Well, that's been like the prevailing theory is that the Chargers job is the one he really wants. Duh, because A, it's Los Angeles, uh, B, Herbert. Justin Herbert, mm-hmm. right? Which is all the more reason why I don't it's think kind the Spanos of, family can afford him. Well, that's the other thing, right? I mean, the Spanos are not known the Spanos group is not known even though Staley apparently is making like 3 and a half 4 million dollars a year. Yeah, but Sean's I mean, twice Sean's going to cost like 12 million dollars right. a year. And, and they're look, let's face it. That building is empty when they play. Mm-hmm. They, they don't. They're not making. They're not making a well, ton of money. Empty for the Rams uh, again. Nobody cares. Yeah. L. A. L. A. is L. A. is not a football rabid market outside of USC. Right. Okay. When USC is going well, people tend to to show up. When the Bruins are going okay, people tend to show up. Not like they did thirty years ago. Certainly not like they did when Doc was catching passes from John Shira in the Rose Bowl Ricky. for the Bruins. Ricky Walker. Doc, and there was another guy. Uh, oh, man, I can't remember his name. They had two great tight ends back then under Vermeil um, that, that Shira uh, could throw to. But, you know, that, but that, that's, that's just L.A.'s not. L.A. is a Lakers-Dodgers town first. Okay? The, char- the Chargers just. Just for a a, a look see, according to Sports Business Journal, had a negative zero point four one percent change year over year in attendance, uh, lat, uh from twenty twenty one to twenty twenty two. So mm-hmm. they actually went down in twenty twenty two last year or this past year, right? Slightly down. Nobody's so going. The the Rams off of a Super Bowl just to bring them up. Uh, the Rams went plus one point five nine percent, which you know, of course makes some sense that they were positive. But man, is that yeah, but, low considering but, winning but, a Super Bowl? But, but, but remember, though, a lot of those people that are going to those Rams games are Forty Nineers fans, Bills fans. Uh, other, yes. I know, I know. Yes, you know who had? Did you see this already? This chart? No. Okay, I tweeted it out yesterday. I wasn't sure. Oh if you yeah, saw I did, uh, uh, Washington, the Lions, and somebody else. Yeah. Had like significant increases. Lions and Jaguars, number one, number two. Lions had a twenty three point one percent increase year over year. Jaguars had a ten point eight two percent increase. Number one, number two, and number three was your Washington Commanders. Certainly more Commanders fans coming out, but also thinking about this. And you you were in the building many days. Mm-hmm. A lot of Eagles fans sure. in Philly came. A lot of Dallas fans sure. in Dallas came, and a lot of Giants fans Absolutely. when the Giants came. Absolutely, but I mean, so that adds to it. But there were, there's no question, there were more Washington yes. fans that yes. that tried to buy in and Absolutely. go to. The, I mean, hell, I went to a game this year. Sat yes. in the stands, watched the game. Okay, so there were people that tried to buy in and give Ron's team more of an audience. Yes, they did this year. And and like they've been the last couple of years, they now, were let down again. Mind you, they were coming from an extremely dark place. I mean, they were averaging. Well, 20, it, was, it was almost twenty twenty one. It was like fifty one yeah. and change. I mean, it, I was think it was almost impossible not to improve. Right. And or maybe it was fifty two and change. But when you're playing at one point, what was winning playoff like football? Yeah. You're going to get that bump. Yeah. 
and then run over at the end of the year by a terrible coaching decision. Still going to befuddle a lot of people. And and you know how Dan Snyder, you know how you know Dan Snyder's going to sell the team. I don't think that decision was as bad as it looked. You know how you know how you know Dan Snyder is is going to still still sell the team. Mm-hmm. If Dan was sticking around, he might have fired them for that for the way this season ended. Yeah, there's no question in my mind. Because they look, they they are about five or six plays away from winning ten or eleven games like the rest of the division. But that, but I do think there's some part of Dan, even though it. The writing is on the wall, and whoever it goes to, maybe it's Todd Harris. We're, we're going to ask A.J. Perez about all this because he had the original Bezos mm-hmm. report this weekend. I wonder if Dan has been convinced, hoodwinked, whatever it might be. Dan, we're close. It, all it is is five plays, buddy. All it is is five to seven plays, well, it's how, and that's we can it, win that's 10 how your or 11 coaching games. general manager is, yeah. is probably spinning it to yeah. him. And and they do probably believe that though, Chris. And you know they what? They believe that there, that's the case. There's some legitimacy to that point, but I could also say, you know, they're yeah, five. But you, you got to go make those plays. You got to find right. a way to make those plays. Well, now. Well, but I could also say this: there's probably five to seven plays that went in their direction. That if they went the wrong direction, they could have been a five. Absolutely, well, no team. question, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. But I'll I'll tell you this: Brock Purdy, Daniel Jones, both threw for three hundred yards this week. How many uh, yards did Carson Wentz and Taylor Heineke throw for this, this week? Sam um, Howell, too. Zero. Okay. Zippy. Dak Prescott, after looking like a bum last week in Washington, 25 of 33 for 305 this week and a victory in the playoffs. Spectacular. Unbelievable last night. Coming up, A.J. Perez. We talk sale. Washington Commanders will get the details, what the first round of bidding means, and what does it mean for those that didn't bid in the first round. We'll do that next right here on the Team 980, streaming live for free on the Odyssey app. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh, oh. 